something is missing from your life? Do you sometimes feel trapped by something called responsibilities and obligations? Well, by rewilding yourself, your beautiful self, your best life begins in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, adventurers and explorers. Welcome back to another edition of the Stephen Canyon Podcast. Glad you could join us today. Kineticbelief.com is the website. Hello, Miss Maggot. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm really good. How are you? Great. I saw you run by. We're about 15 stories up off of the off of the uh, ocean right now. Yeah. And I was looking down, and guess what? Lo and behold, there goes Miss Megan running I this morning. Got a morning running. It was really nice. Awesome. Yeah. And that was after yoga. Yoga. Yeah. I actually got up early today. Finally, Check early enough out. to do all that. Well, so. I'm inspired. Yay! Good. I'm going to have to work on myself now. See. But not competitively. <laughs> I'm just inspired to be me. Oh, thank you. You think I'm inspiring? You that's sure only, are. That's amazing. I think this title's inspiring. Yes, rewilding your beautiful self. You know, I've got to say something. Even though I have been privileged to be a part of rewilding thousands of spiritual beings all over the world for the past 20 years, and both of us together for oh, 12, 13 years now, I'm more excited about the next 20 years than the past 20 years. Mm, I like that. I am. I'm so looking forward to everything that's coming right now in 2020 and beyond. Any specific reason or just in general? Oh, gosh, just because I'm in, just like you in the process of always rewilding myself, going back to the original. And as we advance, my goodness, life becomes bigger and better and more fantastic than the, what we can see in the rearview mirror. I think that has to be one of my favorite words that I've ever heard. Rewilding. Yeah. Yeah. So right? cool. Well, it just says so much. There's so much powerful truth in the reality of when you come into terms, come to the terms of knowing what it means to rewild yourself. And then you practice that by unbecoming all of life's stuff. Mm. Yeah, that, I don't know of a cooler, more all-inclusive word than yeah. rewilding, right? I, I just feel like it's the ultimate word that, oh, anybody could hear it and go, I want to be that. I want to be rewilded. Well, because you want to be, everybody's chomping at the rewilding bit today. Why don't we just jump right in? Let's do it. Rewilding your beautiful self. Wow. You know, that's going back to your original purpose to be released into the natural. Mm. That's what it is. You know, here we are, spiritual beings living lives in the, the natural, having this natural experience. But we're going back to the beginning to rewild ourselves. Look, there is an original, beautiful, and extraordinary individual within every single person alive. Every single person. Through the process of rewilding, anyone can begin attracting their perfected greater self. Their natural being, the natural person you were designed to be here in the natural. You know, we're all spiritual beings having this natural experience. There are no spiritual birth defects. And what was meant for perfection is then it's, here's what life does. It diminishes that thing that was meant for perfection through negative source influencers, negative energy, negative news, bad reports, storms. Uh, fearful, anything that's based and built up in fear. And it diminishes that thing that was meant for perfection. And so the process of rewilding, which is what we're talking about today, it's just to take a deep breath and relax 
and then fearlessly, unconditionally love yourself. Love all others. Just walk in unconditional love. Live in unconditional love. Sleep in unconditional love. Let that become you and do it with boldness. And then the attributes that make you unlike anyone else begin to flourish. Gosh, and that's just so true that life has a way of just sort of chipping away at all the good things about you and about your life. And to go through this rewilding process, it's very, it sounds very restorative. It sure is. It's restorative back to the original because right there at the core essence of the identity of your individualism, you have an inherent authority. Think about it. You've got this power. You come into the natural with dominion in order to be able to grow in whatever direction you desire to grow in, to become whatever you want to become, not to by pursuing it, but allowing it to become you. Mm. That's the process of rewilding. There are absolutely no limits to the marvelous possibilities for attracting whatever you believe and whatever it is that you desire. As you know, you've been living this life that you believed you were going to be living. You and I have been doing this together now for a dozen years or more. Yeah, yeah. Together. <laughs> and we talk about it every day. We wrap ourselves up in each other's mm-hmm. ideas and opinions of the perfect life, the best life. And so that's what has been becoming us. And so therefore, I am just so excited about everything that's coming our way. The best is yet to come. That's absolutely right. And we see it in the present tense. That's how we're rewilding ourselves. So, you know, no limits, no, absolutely no limits to all of the marvelous possibilities for attracting whatever you believe, whatever it is that you desire. This is what established the greatness of all of the world changers from the beginning of time, if you think about it. We've really been enjoying this this past weekend. There's been a couple of uh, really cool episodes on the History Channel. Yeah. Uh, dealing with historic figures and everything from the founder of McDonald's to um, Kentucky Fried Chicken to presidents <laughs> and, yeah. and George Washington and all these cool figures, historic figures. But the thing that was uh, most, uh, I think, obvious to us while we were watching it is all of these people, these so-called world changers, were, had rewilded themselves to the beginning of their imagination and not necessarily, they, none of them were modeling themselves mm. after a, other world achievers. They were going back to the perfected version of themselves. Yeah, just absolutely, totally, totally original. And um, I have a question about rewilding. Um, when I first heard that term, it obviously makes you think about uh, getting back in touch with um, the organic state with nature, with, you know, we, we've talked before in the podcast about forest bathing. Um, is that a part of rewilding or just not so much? Uh, specifically forest bathing? Is specifically getting about? back in touch with nature and, and kind of re, you know, reconnecting to the forest, the beach, outdoors, sunshine, Whatever. Oh my goodness. All of those are environments for rewilding yourself to the natural state of your own being. Absolutely. Because those things are, uh, they're all in pursuant of the essence of what those things are. And that's why there is this the positive energy and the effects of positive energy on the soul to become the authentic self that you realize very quickly and easily. Like we'll just take forest bathing, for example. There's not a, a more perfect place than to go out into the forest into the mountains in something that's been untouched by man mm. to surround yourself with what is natural the positive energy of it to step into a the energetic uh, uh, vortex of advancement 
that you find the uh, vibration of perfecting yourself to be in perfect harmony with the search within to locate the original source of your positive purpose for life. And then from there, oh yes, you're rewilding yourself according to all that you're surrounding yourself with. I've always found that when you're trying to look within and sort of quiet everything around you and listen to that inner voice, that when you're in the wild places, it just makes it so much easier. So much, yeah, absolutely. You've got to get away from the noise of the world because it's in that that uh, uh, chaotic noise, if you will, that surrounds you from negative source information to the f- shouts of fear and and anxiety, bad reports, news, certainly news, political unrest all over the world. When you are subjecting yourself to those things. That becomes something that your belief is adhering to and relying on. The source of negative energy then becomes you. Well, what's wrong with that? The the belief, substance of belief becomes us. As we know from quantum physics, we're in agreement with whatever it is that we are observing. So if you are surrounding yourself with negative information, negative energy, then you it's, it's really physically, and I mean quantum physically, impossible for you to avoid... Uh, becoming part of that negative source of energy. Mm. It just becomes you. So true. Right. So now when we're talking about, when you look at other people that have successfully and are still continuing to be successful at uh, living their best life, from government leaders, artists, philosophers, inventors, scientists, all these people that have attracted creative and inspirational inventions, for example, world changers, people like, gosh, Henry Ford, who was an American automobile manufacturer. He created the Model T back in 1908. He went on to develop the assembly line that was the mode of production. He, he didn't look around to observe someone else doing it, but he found the inspiration and the idea, the inventive, creative aspiration for it by uh, rewilding himself to his original purpose for being. And he went on to revolutionize the automobile industry. He had every opportunity to model his beliefs after what he observed, but he rewilded his imaginations to the original source of his purpose and to the rest of the world. You know what? He looked like a genius. Mm -hmm. He looked like, oh, well, he just must have this unbelievable IQ in order to be able to do something like that. There's nothing any different about Henry Ford than there is you or me or anybody else, except he he understood the power, the secret of rewilding himself. Winston Churchill, the British Prime Minister, remembered for, oh gosh, successfully what, leading Britain through World War II. He was famous for his inspiring speeches and his, of course, his refusal to give in, even when things were going badly and everybody else was ready to cave in and throw in the, 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 uh, the, the white flag, as it were. He continued on. He had every, ta- every opportunity, once again, to model his beliefs after what he was observing around him. All of the fear, the anxiety, the negative thoughts and opinions of everybody else around him. Uh, But his refusal to give in, even when things were going badly, is the thing that made him look like a genius to the rest of the world. But what did he do? He was just rewilding himself back to the original source of his own purpose for being. Every opportunity to do that, but he didn't do it. Gandhi, George Washington, all of these world changers, each one demonstrated the ability to rewild themselves to the original purpose of their genius, the authentic self, in order for the essence of who they were supposed to be 
to advance their life. I love this idea that a big part of rewilding is thinking outside the box, you know, cultivating a life that hasn't necessarily been lived a million times over before. Um, How exciting to just be able to take a step back and look at everything you're putting your hands to, even the way that you're living, the way that you're spending your time, the way that you're structuring your, your entire existence, totally thinking outside the box and that that's a that's a byproduct that's a of really, rewilding. Yeah, and that's a really cool way of putting it, thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Because really, what are you doing? That's, that is what the challenge for spiritual beings is, is having a natural experience with the ability to observe and imitate. So as natural beings, we are typically being led by the emotions and by the feelings, by what we see other people doing. And as a result, we're boxing ourselves in according to the standards that are before us, what we're measuring life around us to be. That's a box. It's a cage. It's, it's, uh, we're caging ourselves in. Well, what's the answer to a cage? To be rewilded to be taken out of the cage, to take yourself out of the box, out of the thing that's been framing your thoughts, out of the thing that's been framing your ideas for uh, your beliefs, for your uh, constructive uh, theologies and convictions and those things that you're adhering to and causing your life to become. It's your subjective reality, the way that you're perceiving all things according to the standards of others. Mm -hmm. That's the box that we put ourselves into when we are looking without rather than looking within. How fascinating would it be to to be able to look around and really see all these different people living crazy different lives because, you know, just take people who do have gone through the rewilding process. You know, they find themselves um, in a little... um, cabana on the beach <laughs> you know or they or they've re- retrofitted a van and they're traveling the country and just having the time of their lives no life looks the same when you've gone through that rewilding process great point no life is supposed to look the same and if you are finding you uh, the commonality that with other people right. and you are following after uh, a thing a likeness like becomes like you become something other than what you were supposed to be yeah. now it's not to say that you're not supposed to we're not supposed to be admiring things and being inspired by what we admire but the challenge is is when people are captivated by what they admire mm. captivated in, well in the real sense of the word imprisoned by desires and then coveting what they admire others to be experiencing and enjoying And so it's through the natural processes of experiential life that beliefs uh, attached to observations form every human being's uh, personal experiences. And so if they're not original, then all of a sudden you're going along in some direction that was never intended for you. Mm, Wow, I love that. The result is then this drastic uh, uh, movement toward people uh, then, which of course moves you away from your purpose for life. But look, it's always so, so sad to say that most people look around at the life that they're living and then they just justify it. You know, it doesn't matter how, how horrible it may have become and how sad you might be living this life. Maybe you're just carrying the water for everybody around you. And, and you're just, it's the expectations, everybody's placed on you and you've accepted that as your lot in life. And it's sad because you are, most people, they look at their life, whatever it is that they're doing, be it right or wrong, a sense of gladness in it or sadness, just it's your lot in life. And they look at it and they go, well, this has to be my purpose for life. 
And the question is, well, why do you think that? Well, because it's what I'm doing. <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. You're just accepting it as your fate. Now, hold on a minute. Fate, listen, this is so important. Most people don't get this, and this is the beginning of wisdom that will change your life right here. Fate is what you come into the land of the living already having on the inside of you. It's part of the makeup of who you are. It's, a, it's fate that is, has been predetermined for you to be able to live out your perfected life. Destiny is what you choose. The process of rewilding is to align your destiny with your perfect destiny, your perfect faith, aligning your destiny in harmony with the faith, with the genius that you came into the natural with. In other words, every destiny, I'll say it this way, every destiny is originally flawless. Mm. Every person comes in the natural with a destiny that is flawless. It's inherently perfect. Successful people know that the destiny of who they are and they they understand their purpose. They understand the thing that uniquely makes them different, and they call that their genius. Successful people embrace that, unconditionally loving that, and they cannot be moved from that. In fact, you get they get their backs up, and they become stubbornly um, uh, in in a position of, you know what, I'm not going to move. I will not change my direction. And their original intention for their destiny becomes. Uh, uh, th- their their mantra for life. And so when a person doesn't trust themselves, and here's the thing, what happens is, and you, you've been weakened by the expectations and the opinions and ideas and judgments of everybody around you. Perhaps it was a, a, a strong, opinionated parent that didn't allow you to speak, and they said, you will speak when you're spoken to, and all of that kind of stuff. What happens is you grow up seeking the validation of other people. In other words, you find your identity always changing according to the expectations of other people. Well, I don't, I don't really have an opinion. Uh, I'll just do whatever it is you want me to do. Oh, now, wait a minute. As a result of that, dreams go unrequited and aspirations unfulfilled and pursuits are just distracted by the lifelong parade of the other creator's ambitions for you all around. And you just become a victim. You're a victim to the abusive dominion of other people, the co-equal creators. Look, rewilding is fun. This is an adventure. It's actually delightful to the mind, body, and the soul. But here's the thing. When you rewild yourself to your original, you are not actually becoming something that you are not. You are unbecoming everything you were never meant to be. And it's through that process then what's left is the original, perfected, beautiful version of your true self. Wow, that's a really powerful point that you worked us through there. This this idea that that when you are going through that rewilding process, you're really reestablishing or maybe even establishing for the first time that trust of self and that belief in self the, to, to cultivate that trust and that belief that you're capable of anything, that you're smart enough to do these things that you desire to do. Um, Wow, that's a that's a big step. Now, is that now? Do you see that as something that we just are constantly working on and building, or is that something that just happens to us while rewilding and then we have it forever? I mean, is that 
is that a long journey? (laughs) 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 Is this going to take a long time? How long do I have to wait? How how long is this going to take? (laughs) Are we there yet? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. The intensity of your workout, uh, the intensity (laughs) of the effort is really going to be dependent upon how much negative source energy you're surrounding yourself with. How many people that are negatively trying to influence you are you giving access to your life to? This is your choice. How much negative information are you considering every day? Are you a news hound? Do you turn on one of the news channels and just digest it day after night after day after night? Mm-hmm. And are you uh, uh, just assimilating all of your thoughts and all of your beliefs and ideas, subjecting your inner self to this negative source information? Because if you are, it's going to be a long, arduous, difficult road wow. for you to overcome all of that negative stuff. In fact, it becomes impossible. You are deceived if you think you can go to the trough and consume negative energy and live a positive life. It's not possible. So I would say, you know, it's going to be a difficult road to a difficult end. Wow. You know, that's, gosh, that's just such an interesting point that you're making that, that we can really control the velocity and the speed at which we do this. So you can play around with it and let it take a decade and maybe you get there, maybe you don't, or you can rip off the unbecoming band-aid and get on with your new life and Leave all that in in your dust. Just get it over with. Move on. If you want to be successful, when you start this process, you have an obligation to your better self to protect yourself from all that would seek to come in and destroy what you're working on. You have to protect your eyes. Those are the gateways to your soul, your Mm -hmm. eyes and your ears, your senses. Don't look at the negative. Don't consider the negative. Don't have those conversations. Don't take the phone call. Don't participate in the judgments. Don't don't get into the fear-mongering if you are partaking of any source of negative source information. It's becoming you. You're attracting that into your life. But it's right here. It's, it's at the core of the essence of your original identity. The person you came into the natural as. That, that's where you locate. By rewilding yourself, you're going to locate your perfected wealth perfected health, your perfected joy, optimistic happiness, all of those things, the the universe has the substance. The universe has all of the directives of that energy. And it's for advancing. Positive energy is for growing your life. The other, the negative, is for diminishing. Rewilding is returning to the advancing of your mind, body, and soul. And by unbecoming all negative diminishing influence, for example, somebody says something hurtful about you. Mm-hmm. And so rather than carrying the thoughts of what they said about you with you all day, considering over and over, you go get your journal and you write down that negative stuff <laughs> and you put it in your diary, lock it up, allowing it to anger you. And you just, instead of all of that, what do you do? You cast it down. You don't allow it to remain in your thoughts. You don't write it down. You don't repeat it to anybody else and stop considering it. In other words, you're choosing to say, you know what? It doesn't exist. It's not in my realm. All that negative uh, talk or judgment was, was this source of energy. And so now you are a, a ball of energy. Mm-hmm. On the inside, you're formless. You just are, you are a source of energy. And it's up to you to decide if I want my energy to remain fully positive, or am I going to allow some negative source energy to come into my ball of energy? Because if you do, it's redirecting your circumstances in the course of your life. So you don't allow it to remain in your thoughts. We have that ability. We have the inherent ability to, to determine our thoughts at all times, what we are going to dwell on. 
it's impossible to think one thing while saying something else. And we talk about this all of the time. That's why affirmations are important to be spoken out loud. If, if you find your thoughts turning toward negative thinking, go to your positive affirmations and speak out loud. Those spoken words are going to absolutely replace the negative thoughts. The affirmations will replace that negative thinking, and it does it instantly. It doesn't linger anymore. So why is this important? Because you are at all times becoming what you think about. I really love the other day you were talking about casting things down. And, and I loved this this concept that you were telling me about, which is you said that Steve 1 talks to Steve 2 <laughs> and sort of whips him into shape. And you tell and you just talk to yourself as if as if you you are your own life coach or coach or whatever. I just sure. loved that. Yeah. Well, and we have that ability. We are, uh, you know, we have the ability to coach ourselves and yeah. it certainly should. And that's, that's how powerful the uh, kinetic belief manifesting journal is because yes. you're choosing from your highest viewpoints, your thought forms for living. And you are the captain of your soul, the captain of your destiny in the truest sense of the word. So whatever you're imagining to believe, which is in quantum physics, a substance, and you are adhering to and relying on that in present tense, gratefully receiving it already as being done in your life, not something off into the future, then it's becoming you. And so you direct your thoughts, you direct your body, you direct your actions, you become chief of yourself. And it seems like the theme to all these tools and tips that you're giving us from journaling to casting things down, um, the point of all of it is to get out of your own head, you know, to to get off of that arena where, you know, because if you, if you just become consumed with thoughts or negative source energy gets in there, it really is hard to crawl out of that hole by just thinking other thoughts. So I love this outside influence of, you know, really just getting yourself out of your own head and, and making some purposeful affirmations or journaling. Um, Great point. Because, and another way to say it, getting out of your head is to mm -hmm. get away from being emotionally led, right. being led around by feelings. What happens? Most feelings are negative at first, unless you're choosing them. And so most people, the right. average person getting average results in life, Average finances, average relationships, a step forward, two steps back, always going in a circular pattern, are typically people that are being emotionally led. And what's the problem with emotions? Well, they change. So what happens if you're being led by changing emotions, then your life is advancing and going back. It's You're going into a circular pattern. You're double-minded. You're straddling a fence. Um, and so your life is not advancing toward perfected completion as a result. I feel like you just said something really important. You said, and like, this is right down worthy that if you don't choose an emotion, it's probably negative. Exactly. It's, it's according to the stimulation. And the most stimulating thing to the flesh is always going to be fearful. And so if you are allowing yourself to be, think about it, led by fear, mm -hmm. Well, what's going to happen? You are now being led into a diminishing life. When you say flesh, do you just mean like our, our base the, the physical, instincts? The flesh, the physical, natural state of being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are, we are spiritual beings having a natural experience, and we are embodied by flesh, by natural substance. And there is a, there is a the natural body responds to uh, the, the impulses of fear and uh, so therefore, if you have negative emotions, then there you go. The, look, the, the process of the quantum physical universe works like this. Researchers have proven that all substance and matter throughout the universe is formed from something called the God particle. 
That is the plane of space where particles of energy are slowed in order to vibrate and to form according to a preconceived bias, which is a belief. It's the substance of determination. In other words, there was, watch this, there was a belief. Now, this is, this is kind of mind-blowing if you think about it. There was, there was an actual belief. There was a bias for every single form in the universe. And it, was, oh, it, it existed before, before the Big Bang, before there were any uh, human beings having a natural experience. Now, that right there alone is freaking most researchers out. They are struggling to try to understand this because all of a sudden now it's you're moving over into a realm that is a little bit more in agreement with with uh, philosophies and uh, world religions and uh, understanding of faith and things like that but so they don't like to discuss the possibility of any kind of an actual creator for the universe but you know what that's where they are so those thought disciplines and religions and all those things have understood the power of belief from the beginning because from a standpoint of practicing belief, practicing faith, they've been getting results. But now what, what's happened is we can now actually observe it in quantum physics. Simply put, what you believe becomes you. What a person in the natural believes to be true becomes them. What you desire and kinetically, subjectively believe it becomes you. Rewilding is essential to returning to your core genius of purpose. Look, genius is not competitively on par with Einstein or that definition of genius. And genius, it's more than talent. And the reason this is important is because a lot of people think, well, you know, I I made terrible grades in school. There's no way. (laughs) My my mom would be the first one to tell you I'm not a genius. (laughs) Over here. <laughs> <laughs> right? But no, talent is skill, and it's, it's one faculty of physical ability that's been developed out of proportion to other facilities and faculties. But genius, genius, oh my goodness, that is the rewilding. That is the unbecoming of all negative influences for balance, for harmony, and agreement with the union of your individuality, the essence of who you are. While you are here, your purpose with that of your creator, rewilding is to advance your imaginations. Rewilding is to advance your beliefs and your desires toward the advancement of your mind, body, and soul, putting it all in harmony and agreement. Success is located within, it's within every single human being, and it's already there at all times. In the present tense, So rewilding is to dislocate your soul from negative subjective reality and then to align your desires for advancing your mind, body, and soul in perfect harmony. Real success, lasting success, and there's so much confusion just when you talk about what is success. Real success, it does not come from struggle, competition. It doesn't come from exhaustive physical efforts. Uh, It it doesn't come from modeling your purpose after the expectations of other people. The substance of your belief attracts, through the law of attraction, the life-changing circumstances of one's unwavering beliefs. So, you know, what's really cool is that there are absolutely no boundaries of the ability of human beings. I really like when you were just describing that genius that's on the inside of everyone, the personal nature of it, because you were talking about talents or giftings or, you know, uh, skills. And those seem very um, like 
exo. You know, they're they're not necessarily a part of your core. And I just love the idea that genius is incredibly personal and intimate to each person. Sure. Every single person has that, that genius, that thing that makes them beautiful when you rewild yourself. Scientifically, in quantum physics, when considering how the natural universe functions, it's now believed that there are no actual boundaries. There's no limitations to what anybody may realize to become, according to their genius. Rewilding is to unbecome all you were never meant to be. The purpose for the human being is to grow. Exactly the same as the purpose for life, trees and plants, is to grow. Trees and plants grow automatically, and they they do it along these fixed lines. Human beings grow when they believe to grow, and according to what they believe. Belief has substance. In quantum mechanics, belief is observable in the laboratory through something that's called quantum entanglement. And automatically, and, uh, and along fixed lines, Quantum entanglement is fascinating when you think about it and you observe it in the, in the laboratory because basically when one particle is observed and believed to be functioning in one manner, a distant particle far, far away behaves in the exact same way that the particle of belief is being manipulated to function. In other words, what you believe attracts substance within the quantum universe to behave according to what you believe. So what does that mean for you? Every experience in your life is according to your subjective beliefs. There are, and you and I, we were talking about this the other day at great length. I think we were driving somewhere, but my goodness, we got <laughs> just a, one more conversation. There, there are two realms of functional existence, right? There are actually two realities. There is an objective reality and there is subjective reality. Objective reality is a form of substance that is not presently being observed. In other words, it's like a tree in the forest when it falls. Does it really make a sound that no one, when there's not anybody, anyone there to hear it? You've heard that. Does right. it? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it does? <laughs> I don't think it does. Okay. Or does it? It makes a sound, but isn't, there's not an interpreter there for it, right? Right. So, but likewise, if a table is in the middle of a room and there's not anyone there to observe it, is it a table? The table becomes a, a subjective belief when it's labeled and defined as a table. So why is this important? Because it illustrates that all of your life, your existence, everything that you know, the existence of the circumstances around you, the things that you are experiencing, all of that is constructed from your subjective beliefs. Welcome to the profound, existential, powerful journey of rewilding. <laughs> I feel like you're about to tell us that. Um, and surprise, you're all in a video game run by right. aliens. Don't touch that plug. <laughs> we're, not, we're not finished yet. We haven't oh, gotten to the end of it that's yet. That's amazing. And, but you're, you're so right to be aware of that subjective reality and the, the, the truth that we are genuinely creating our own universe that we're living in and that we're existing in and that we're feeling and tasting and touching and, and experiencing from the moment that we get on this planet until the moment we move on to something else. Absolutely. And you know, well, let's talk about observation for just a moment. Somebody says, well, I want to make a lot of money, but I just don't know how. Okay. Well, now, wait a minute. Any human being can develop any power which has been shown by any other person anywhere at any time. Mm. Sounds kind of inclusive, doesn't it? 
<laughs> yes. So nothing that is possible in spirit is impossible in the natural. So if a human being imagines a way to move toward a desire, that is the power of kinetic belief will not fail you. Nothing that can be imagined is impossible. The functioning quantum constructed universe, it, it does this seemingly impossible. The, whatever seems to be impossible, that's what the universe is able to do, according to your belief. So no human being has ever or will ever do something that's impossible. And if everything is possible, all it requires is a human being to go, you know what? I agree. That's possible. Then all of a sudden it becomes possible. All things are possible for those who believe. Mm. Look, all yes. of us were created and formed for advancement, for growth. And to grow is to live successfully. Prosperity is advancement. Perfected health is advancement. Joy and happiness, is, it, those are advancing. Relationships that celebrate and edify and encourage are, are positive energy relationships that are advancing. Are these things impossible? Absolutely not. In fact, the holistic viewpoint for all of these things attracts all of these things to form and to perfection. You know, I often hear people ask if they plan for each, uh, if they should plan for each one of their successes. And there are a lot of motivational speakers that teach planning for your successes, micromanaging each success, working hard to be successful. Plan that. In other words, do I have to make more money? Do I have to really work hard at being happy? Do I need to work at having joy, work at being healthy? And here's the thing. Are you ready? The unequivocal answer to all of those questions is no. What did he say? What? Back that up. No, hold on. He didn't say that. (laughs) Yes, I did. In fact, micromanaging these areas is an act of fear. Wow. Micromanaging success is based upon the idea that one must use their dominion in order to manipulate circumstances, in order for circumstances to conform to expectations. Wow. That's, that's incredibly powerful what you just said, that not only can we say anything and believe anything and have the impossible uh, manifest, but... Uh, you don't have to work hard. <laughs> you like that. Of course <laughs> this, I, I like that. I, I your, your, lights, your, your eyes flashed oh, the, a little bit. The constant what? thing running through my mind is always, what's the easiest way to do this? So I can make money while running on the beach? <laughs> okay. I can run my bike. Pa- passive income? Yeah. What? Okay. What? <laughs> now, look, a life constructed through micromanagement is just simply one that's been built upon the substance of fear. The fear of failure, the fear that if you don't physically manipulate your environment, that it's not going to conform to your expectations. The appearance of success can absolutely be achieved through the manipulation of micromanagement. So don't get me wrong, and that's that's where a lot of people are confused by this. You'll have successes. But here's the thing, it will not be absent the negative source energy of fear. Therefore, anything gained this way will come with sorrow. It will come with despair. It will come with regret. Wow. Stress. Stress. That's correct. You can make a lot of money by micromanaging your way to it. You can become very healthy in the gym by micromanaging your physical fitness routine. But all of that will come with stress and sorrow in the natural. Here's the thing. The beauty of rewilding, and that's what we're talking about today, the beauty of it is that you breathe deeply and you let go of every fear by casting down negative imaginations in order to reconstruct your subjective beliefs according to your journaled expectations. Going back to the core essence of your identity, 
That is the thing that allows one to construct their life outward from the original intention of your specific, beautiful existence. Advancement is absolutely essential for optimistic happiness. So the imaginative practice of the successful kinetic believer's daily pursuit is just to continuously advance day after day after day. What are you doing today? I'm advancing. Well, what did you do yesterday? I advanced. Well, what are you going to do tomorrow? Guess. I'm planning on advancing tomorrow. <laughs> you know, why is that so important? It's because life without progress, without advancing, it becomes unendurable. It becomes not worth living all of a sudden. Depressing. It's depressing. It's diminishing. It leads to decay. It leads to death. It is not one worth pursuing. There, and that's why that's why suicide is so uh, uh, horrific and so prevalent in in societies all over the world today. There is no other option from this of uh, of either advancing or diminishing life. You, that's all that happens if you are not advancing. You cannot be successful at doing both of these. You can't be both advancing and diminishing at the same time. You are either in harmony with one or the other at all times. And that's the thing I want everybody to get right now. You can't halfway do this. To advance in your mind and not your body is to diminish. To advance in your body and not your mind is to diminish. When you align your body, mind, and soul in order to advance, and you do it on purpose, and you do this daily, you are in the vortex. You are in harmony with your original self. The person who is not advancing their life has got to either become destitute or depressed, like you said. On the other side of all of this, you know what? Here's the cool thing. The greater and the more harmonious you begin each day through your imaginative abilities to find balance within your creative self, I am telling you the happier, the more optimistically happier you are always going to be. You know, you mentioned journaling just a moment ago, and is journaling, would you say journaling is the best way to sort of kickstart and begin the rewilding process? It's the only way, because you are taking control of your imaginations and your beliefs and your desires, and you're holding on to those. That's the kinetic energy that's going to lead you toward the substance of what you're attracting. So yes, every successful world changer, every successful, and I mean the advancing mind, body, and soul person, is doing it by journaling their expectations. You know, John Muir said this, and he said, in every walk with nature, one receives far more than he seeks. Mm. Isn't that great? He was the coolest guy. He really was. Ever. In every walk with nature, you're going to receive much more than you're seeking. Well, why is that? It's because we really don't know what we're missing. It's not right. already in there until you are um, exposed it's to discovery. it. It's discovery. Yeah. It's discovery. And so I would say it's within the journey of rewilding that everyone receives far more than they seek. Absolutely. It is so vitally important to understand happiness is founded in your advancement. And it's, it's, oh my goodness, it's the perfect way to measure the quality of your state of being. How happy are you? Are you continuously happy? Because this is going to be a way of taking your temperature. Am I, am I not happy today? Well, now wait a minute. Are you off course? Or are you really and truly rewilding the beauty of you? In other words, optimistic happiness. You could say it's the oil stick to the engine of your soul. Ooh, I like that. Where there is diminishing happiness, there is the increasing substance of fear, negative source energy, which leads to loss. Remember that. That's why it's so important. If you're not happy, then you need to change your thoughts because it's so important. If, if, you're, not, if you're not optimistic, 
change your thoughts, change your ideas. Go to your journal and write down why it is that you are optimistic. What are you believing to exist in your life right now? Why is this important? Because you're on a journey. You are not, even though you may look around and it may look like you're sitting in the same room you sat in yesterday, you're still traveling. Even though you're sitting in the room, you're going somewhere. And that place that you're going to, if you're not optimistically happy, it's leading to loss. You're going to destination anxiety. You are on your way to destination depression. You're on your way to destination fear and sickness, bodily sickness, lack of money, and diminishing results to your being. Through the process of rewilding, there's nothing in any person that is not in every person. And the beautiful thing is, when you begin every day in this manner, you actually grow in order to become something that no one else has ever been before. Right here, listen, right now, this place in time, the tacit of your existence is radiantly beautiful. And it is a delight for anyone blessed enough to know you. Celebrate your differences. Fall in love with yourself and celebrate and champion the the diversity of all others. And rather than look for conformity, and that's what we're taught to do. Forget about that. Don't look for conformity. Champion and celebrate diversity. Champion and celebrate your diversity. Champion and celebrate the diversity of everybody you come in contact with. That is the true essence of joy, and that is the expanding all things possible life. Knowledge, enlightenment, and wisdom regarding rewilding yourself to the possibilities of the universe. That is the secret to perfecting your life in perfect harmony with all that there is. Just say this out loud. Say, I know I'm beautifully made and have great health. I know I'm beautifully made and have great health. I have wealth. I have wealth. I have wisdom. I have wisdom. They already belong to me. They already belong to me. Guess what? Guess what? I'm rewilding myself in the direction of well-being. I'm rewilding myself in the direction of well-being. I am optimistically happy. I'm optimistically happy. Because love dwells within me. Because love dwells within me. I am in love with myself. I am in love with myself. I unconditionally love all others. I unconditionally love all others. What I subjectively believe what I subjectively believe establishes perfected order for my life. Establishes perfected order for my life. I choose my purpose. I choose my purpose. Over all other purposes. Over all other purposes. So all obstacles all obstacles are removed from my journey. Are removed from my journey. I have no fear in my life. I have no fear in my life. Where there is unconditional love where there is unconditional love, there can be no fear. There can be no fear. I love to have fun around others. I love to have fun around others. I'm an inspiration for those that know me. I'm an inspiration for those that know me. A light for those that meet me. A light for those that meet me. An encouragement for those that will never see me again. An encouragement for those that will never see me again. And there we have it. And there we have it. <laughs> that is totally it. That's rewilding your beautiful self. How wow. important and vitally important is this for your success? Powerful, cool stuff. And you know, you said it's supposed to be fun, so I assume that if we're not having fun with this we're doing it wrong take your temperature yeah (laughs) put in the oil stick to your soul and pull it out and it should be it should be dripping with fun and happiness and isn't that why the journal is so powerful because it's going to be that that litmus every single day that little tiny course correction that we all need to uh, sort of have that fastest point A to point B manifestation experience. Any person that says they want to do this and they don't uh, pick up the manifesting journal to do it, they're just a mental agreeer and it will not happen for you. Right. Another uh, way to begin your rewilding process is probably going to be the rewilding workshop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> or you can come to an entire workshop. workshop. Don't forget about that. You want to come out to that and master the universe around you by rewilding yourself to, in order to begin living your 
perfect life. Yeah, so you can check that out on the website, kineticbelief.com. We're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia on March 14th, and then we're going to be in Dallas, Texas, March 28th. Downtown Atlanta. I haven't been there in a while. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. We, last time we were there, um, we went to the coolest concert. Do you remember mm, that? Yeah. We were on like the third row yeah. is the big Atlanta Symphony Gala right. annual concert, and I can't think of the George. guy's name, but George it was from George Seinfeld. That's from Seinfeld. And he's <laughs> actually on, on Broadway all the time. He has amazing voice. He did a one-man show talk about positive energy it was, oh un- gosh, it was, it was so good wasn't it stunning it was mm. so riveting to watch that was yeah i love atlanta i wonder yeah. if he's got the manifesto guided journal the 100 day kinetic belief guided journal he probably does he performed like he has it right <laughs> yeah absolutely hey the quickest way also for locating the purpose for your life is to grab a, one of the purpose workbooks off of the website while yeah. you're there and again Please do check out the upcoming event locations. We want to see you live in person to begin rewilding yourself. Kineticbelief.com. And if you have any questions about events or products or just want to say hello, you can email us, Stephen Canyon at kineticbelief. Wait, wait. I did that backwards. What did you do backwards? The email. It's kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. Oh, that's the email. Yeah. Yeah, I switched it. it. Kineticbelief.com. Is the, is the website. website. <laughs> That's good. Well, I saw you running down the beach a little while ago. and Are you uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to go catch you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go put on my, my running like stuff it. and take off. Inspiring because you're inspired, so. not competitive. Can't wait until tomorrow, Megan. <laughs> okay. See you then. Thanks for all the rewilding wisdom. Bye.